continue to worship him. Hallelujah, the King of glory is in this place. Hallelujah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. Lift up your praise, lift up your worship, and the King of glory will come down. Hallelujah. Whatever you have need of, God can perform it. God can fulfill it. God can accomplish it. Somebody love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Somebody love him for just a couple more moments. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I feel peace entering this room. I feel joy entering this room. I feel healing entering this room. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I love you, Jesus. I give you praise. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise all across this house in Jesus' name. Come on, are you excited to be in the presence of the Lord here today? We ought to give God a great shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord, be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thankful to be back home. I felt like Dorothy clicking my heels. Ain't no place like home. And uh, we were blessed to go off to my brother-in-law's wedding and then again to my home church's conference. And uh, man, I... I tell you what, there was some powerful preaching, and uh, and the whole time they're preaching, I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to get back home and enact some of this stuff. So, amen. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you in advance, church, we're fixing to have the greatest revival we've ever had in Jesus' name. If you believe that, clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to have all of our guests and our visitors in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. It's good to see Brother Efren back in the house of the Lord. Amen. And his family uh, just met Stephanie and their, ch and their children. Amen. It's also good to have Brother and Sister Bryant and Sister Bryant's father in the house of the Lord with us. Praise God. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students and their teachers to their classrooms. Amen. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. Now, we've, as you heard, there was a lot of announcements. We got a busy week ahead of us, amen, in preparation for Easter. Amen. So let's just lock in. And uh, I have an evangelist friend of mine. I've been friends for years. And uh, I, I, I let him know anytime you're around and he happens to be coming through. And I thought, man, we just had, a, we just had an evangelist. And I thought, you know, this just must be a season for revival. So I said, man, come through, amen, on Wednesday and preach. And so you want to make sure that you make it out there. I know it's, amen, sometimes midweek can be a little more difficult to get to, especially after work. But make a special effort being there and bring somebody with you to the house of the Lord. And the church said, amen. Amen. How many is ready to receive a word from the Lord today? Praise God. If you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter 38. In verse number 27, Genesis chapter 38, and verse 27. The Bible says, And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread. Amen. Saying, this one came out first. I want you to notice what's happening here. 
they didn't have uh, they didn't have any way to find out how many babies were in there. Amen. So they're coming to the point of birth, and they've got to make sure that they mark, amen, the child. They don't know how many's coming out, two, three, five. They don't know what's happening. Amen. They just got to be prepared. And so, as was the custom, they tied a scarlet cord around this baby's hand, amen, as if to say, if there are more in there, this is the firstborn. All right, y'all get that? All right, praise God. But I want you to read what happens next. The Bible says this, that saying this came out first, and it came to pass, he drew back his hand. I want you to notice what happened there. He drew back. That behold, his brother came out, and she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon you. Therefore his name was called Pharez, and afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zara. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? You were never meant to be first. You were not expected to come out. I, I'm praying some unexpected blessings on some folks here today. I believe that God's going to help us with the, with the Holy Ghost going to move in this house. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Break forth. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I'm going to break forth. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's time for you to break forth. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. I believe that the miracles of the Lord have been in this house and they are going to continue and there are going to be some unexpected blessings and breakthroughs in this house. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Break forth. The Bible is full of a lot of unfortunate stories. These stories come about as a result of decisions that were made by people that every reader for the last several thousand years would deem a little questionable. Pharez and Zara were born into these questionable circumstances. His mother was a woman by the name of Tamar. Tamar, the Bible declares, was the daughter-in-law to one of the sons of Israel by the name of Judah. One day, her husband died and left her with no children. She was going to be childless for the rest of her life. However, According to the custom and later the law, it was up to the next of kin that was going to raise up children to carry on the name of his brother. We are seeing the beginning stages of a theological term that we call the kinsman redeemer. Amen. That there was no hope, there was no future until the kinsman redeemer showed up and made sure that this 
family had a lineage, that this family had a heritage, that their name was not blotted out of the children of God. Amen. We're seeing this right now starting. We find this later with Ruth and with Boaz. Boaz was the kinsman redeemer. And because he was willing to be the redeemer, we have Obed, and then we have Jesse, and then we have David, and then we have Jesus. Amen. Because there was somebody that was willing to be the kinsman redeemer. Amen. And it goes farther, farther than that. Because as we are lost and we are undone, the Bible declares that Jesus is in fact our kinsman, redeemer. Amen. Those of us that did not have hope, that did not have a future, that had no, the Bible says, no hope in the world. We were without God. We were without hope. We had no chance at a future. But Jesus said, looking down on you and I, and said, I'm going to make sure their name is not blotted out in heaven but I'll make sure that their family lineage, amen, is written down in the Lamb's book of life. If you are redeemed in the house of the Lord, why don't you say so? If you've been redeemed by the Lord, you ought to give God praise and give God glory. He didn't have to put my name in the book, in the family line, but I'm thankful for it. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. I mean, I'm thankful for a redeemer, amen, that said, I'm going to give you a future. Amen. This is what Jesus was really saying when he said, don't rejoice, amen, that, that you can cast out devils. Don't rejoice that you have the ability over the enemy. He said, but rejoice that your name is written down in heaven. Amen. If there's anything we've got a reason to shout about and rejoice about, it's that we're, at one point sin blotted us out of the book. We weren't able to be in the Lamb's book of life. But because Jesus came by and redeemed us, amen, we who would have no no hope. We who would have no future all of a sudden got our names written down in a book uh, that one day it's going to be opened up. Uh, amen. And the Lamb's going to start reading off of it. Uh, and he's going to say the Jones family made it to heaven. Uh, he's going to say the Thomas family made it to heaven. Uh, the Hood family made it to heaven. The Johnson family made it to heaven. Uh, come on. Can I preach to somebody? Uh, he's going to read off and find out that your name made it to heaven. Uh, he said, I redeemed them with my blood. Uh, I made sure their name got written. Now, somebody ought to clap your hands and shout. Amen. So she's she's in this position before the Redeemer shows up. She doesn't have chance at a future. That name is going to be blotted out for the rest of history. Amen. We're not going to find that name, amen, in the rest of Israel. It won't show up anywhere because the husband has died. Amen. This, this is now up to uh, his brother to be the kinsman redeemer. Amen. It's now up to Onan to be the one to raise up children so that his brother's name might continue on and have a lineage and have a future. Amen. Judah gives Tamar his next son. Onan, but the Bible declares that Onan refused to fulfill his duty to raise up children, so God killed him. Amen. God takes it real serious. Amen. This redeeming business. Amen. God wanted you to wanted them to know. I don't. I don't want you to think that this is an optional deal. Amen. You didn't do this, so I'm going to finish you off. Judah then promised. Amen. His next son, when the timing was right, but he lied. Amen. We find a lot of liars in the Bible. Amen. But you can be forgiven of lying. Hallelujah. 
So Tamar decided after several years to take matters into her own hands. Now, I'm going to try my best to not be graphic here today, but I have to explain to you the Bible is a very real book. She knows that that it is it is by right that I should have been given, amen, the next of kin to raise up children. But because that did not happen, I was lied to. I've got to do something about this. Now, this is one of those questionable decisions, an unfortunate moment. Amen. Uh, she disguised herself as a temple or a cult prostitute to tempt Judah. Now, how she knew that Judah would be tempted by this is uh, a little bit more telling of his character. But, uh, but we find that she tempts him. Amen. And, and without going into details, Judah finds out. That Tamar is pregnant, but it's not possible she's not married. And so he goes forth, all religious, high and mighty, like he's never done anything wrong, to stone her to death. Hey, hallelujah. There's some people that judge, amen, but don't want to be judged. Amen. The Bible says judge not lest you be judged. If you, you know what? You ought to just take your hands off other people because you know if, 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 if we were to put it on the projector here today, all the things you've done wrong. You ought to drop the stones from your hand because if, if God really let it be known, amen, all of the mess in this room, come on, I want to help you here today. These are all still the people of God, still the children of God, but they got a lot of problems. They made a lot of mistakes. Amen. I want to tell you, I thank God for his redemption. I thank God for his blood. I thank God he doesn't hold anything against me or against you. I thank God for his mercies that are new every morning. I thank God that he covers it in his blood to never be spoke of again as far as the east is from the west that God. So that's why I have mercy on my brother. That's why I've got mercy on my sister because God had mercy on me. So he's getting ready to take his stones. Oh, high and mighty is saying, oh, man, how dare she? But he was the one that just went to what he thought was a cult prostitute until she says, okay, you can, you can kill me, but uh, I'm, I'm pregnant by whoever's tokens these are. And he found out, oh, that's, that DNA, DNA, DNA test came back, and it's mine. I want you to imagine the environment that, that, that he's about to be born into. His family history stated that he should not have made it out of the womb. He was a twin. That's, that's not common, let alone... How he was produced is, is something that was an unfortunate, amen, probably shouldn't have happened, questionable decision. He should not even exist. Think about the turmoil and the dysfunction in his family. This was serious. My grandpa is my father. This is some Jerry Springer stuff. You don't know about Jerry Springer. That's all right. Y'all act there holy and just act like you don't know what's going on. This is some, well, I won't say what state, but somewhere in the south, hallelujah, kind of stuff going on up in here. Yeah, just, just stare straight ahead. Just stare straight ahead. It's not a big deal. This is not in your Bible. No, it's not in your Bible. Just stare ahead and just quote yourself your favorite scripture. Amen. Jesus wept. All right. 
Yeah, this is really in the Bible. I want you to think about this for a moment. Uh, amen. That that he's about to be born into a family uh, where he doesn't know. Amen. This is his dad. Is his grandpa? What am I supposed to call him? I I don't know what's going on in my household. Uh, I shouldn't even be here. Uh, amen. And, and and he's thinking to himself, this is a crazy life to come from. Amen. And some folks, amen. Maybe you hadn't had this much dysfunction, but I know there's a lot of dysfunction in this house. Uh, amen. That you came and you you probably probably shouldn't even be here today. You probably shouldn't even be born today. You probably shouldn't even be in church today. So the Bible is very real because you're very real. And amen, God knows I've got to speak to where people are. Amen, I just speak from my personal experience. Amen, my father was married and all of a sudden here I come. Amen, not from his wife. Amen, I want to tell you, I come from a dysfunctional home. I come from a dysfunctional background. Uh, amen. I, I want to tell you, I probably shouldn't even exist. Uh, amen. It was a questionable decision. Uh, amen. But I want to tell you, God still has a plan for you, even if you were born into questionable circumstances. Because God knew you were going to be born before you were even formed. Uh, and God had a plan for you. Uh, amen. Can I preach to somebody that you were told all your life you were a mistake? Amen. You might have been a, a mistake to your parents, uh, but you were never a mistake to the hand of God. Amen. You were coming through. Uh, amen. Whether it was your mother or another mother. Uh, amen. God had ordained that you were going to be born, uh, and I got a plan for you. Somebody ought to give God praise. Uh, amen. I thank you, Jesus, uh, that you brought me into this world. Uh, I thank you, Jesus, uh, that you got a plan. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Amen. So Judah gets this Maori situation where he says, you are the father. And now he's at the place of birth. And this is what happens. They think, okay, it's just going to be one. But the Bible declares that at his birth, Zara, his brother, put forth his hand, claiming the firstborn position and everything that comes along with it. We know that in the Bible, the firstborn got the blessing and got the birthright. They got the ability to run the family business. They got the ability, amen, to be the one in authority. He was supposed to have everything first. He was supposed to have everything best. Uh, amen. He was going to get every bit of this. Uh, amen. But his brother wasn't going to get that. Uh, amen. Uh, he was just going to come in second. He was going to come in last. Uh, amen. The Bible declares that Zara did something unique. He pulled his hand back. Uh, amen. I want to talk to somebody for just a moment uh, on what I feel the whole Holy Ghost has spoken to me, uh, amen, about where we're at as a church and at as a people. Uh, amen, church, I want to tell you that we have gotten accustomed uh, to breaking through. We have gotten accustomed, uh, amen, to feeling uncomfortable in the womb, uh, amen, in the stage that we are, and we know that we've got to come out of where we are. Uh, and so we've gotten accustomed uh, to breaking through. Amen. Breaking through. Amen. I've come to preach to somebody today. Breaking through is good, but breaking through is not enough. Breaking through, but then pulling back. Breaking through, but then going backwards. Breaking through, and then not coming out. I want to tell you, you can come to church and come to the altar and have a breakthrough moment. But that breakthrough moment only does you good if something's birthed in you. That breakthrough moment only does you good if you keep walking in the breakthrough. And you take not just one hand out, but you put the next hand out. 
You don't need to break through. You and I have been called to break forth. This is why Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Because it's not enough for you to get a breakthrough from death to life. But you got to come out of that grave or you're just going to die of starvation. You're just going to die again in that grave. He said, Lazarus, you got to come out of where you died. You got to come out of where you are. You are not meant to stay in that grave. You are not meant to stay in that womb. You are not meant to stay there. The Bible declares, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We cannot allow ourselves to become accustomed to a breakthrough. Church, we're right at the brink. We've been breaking through for weeks. I don't know about you, but I feel it. We've been breaking through for the last several months. I think even since the beginning of the year, we've been seeing breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Amen. But that old slimy devil's coming by to some folks saying, well, you know what? You should just go back into your comfort zone. You should just, you know, you know, you've been in this, you've been in this womb long enough, Zara. You ought to just stay in there. You've been in this, you've been in this situation so long, you become accustomed to your dysfunction. You might as well just stay where you are. And instead of breaking forth, uh, he just got a little breakthrough uh, and then decided to draw back. But the Bible declares uh, that God has called us to live by faith. Uh, and when you live by faith, uh, you don't just break through and then draw back. Uh, you break through and then break through. And then break through. You just keep on going. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout. I want to preach to somebody in every church that is trying to birth revival. There are twins. There are the Zaras that get a little breakthrough. But then when times get tough, they pull back. They get a little breakthrough. And then when they start going through trouble, they pull back. But there's also a Ferez in a church that is birthing revival, and his name simply means to breach, to break forth, or to burst forward. Did you know that you can be defined by your actions? Whether you are the one that pulls back or you are the one that breaks forth. I want God to look down from heaven and say that church right there, they are breaking forth into revival. They are breaking forth into new territory. They are breaking forth. That family right there, they are, step, they are no longer circling the same old problems. They left those problems behind and they broke forth into new territory. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Amen. We've got a decision to make. Every individual does. Because when we talk about this, birth is a huge deal in the Bible. Amen. This birth is, is, is natural, but it's also teaching us something. That you, you can't stay there forever. Hallelujah. All the mothers. We're going to celebrate Mother's Day in a little while. Amen. I, I don't think there's anybody say, well, he's, he's 300 months old. <laughs> By the way, don't, don't keep calling them in weeks and months when they're 30 years old. Amen. Praise God. But, oh, yeah, he's, three, he's 300 months old. Amen. That's how some, some people, you, you need to get out of mom's basement. Praise God. Amen. So, <laughs> just grow up. Praise God. But there is that element. There's a reason that that doesn't happen. There's a reason that you go into labor. There's a reason that there's contractions. Amen. It's letting you know it's time to go. 
It's time to get out because it's too small. It's time to get out because you got new territory to take. It's time to get out because there's other things you got to do. And there's times in life it's no different that God will bring you to a place. Uh, why is things crushing me? Why is things moving against me? Why do I feel pushed? Uh, why do I feel prodded? Uh, I want to tell you, church, there's times in a church uh, where it seems like something. Why, why do I always feel like the preacher's pushing me? Uh, why is it that every evangelist is pushing us? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because it's time to come out of the womb. Uh, it's time to... It's time uh, to break forth into a revival like we never thought possible. It's time to break forth into healings and into miracles, uh, into a world we never thought possible. Yeah, the womb's been great, uh, but I want to tell you the world's a lot greater. Uh, yes, where you've been has been good, but where you're going is greater. Uh, so don't just break through and pull back. Uh, break forth. Uh, breach forth. Uh, you ought to burst forward and say, God, if you got more for me, birth me. If you got more for me, send me forward. If you got more for my family, I want it. If you got more for my marriage, we want it. If you got more for my church, I want it. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on, break forth right now. Break forth right now. Come on. Are you tired of the same old devils? Break forward. Break forward. Break forward. Break forward. Oh, somebody else lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Come on, I know it's intimidating. It meant it's a little easier sometimes. Just, I just want to test out how's the world out there. Just put one hand out into the future that God has for me. It's scary out there. It's cold out there. I don't know what's going to happen out there, so I'm going to pull back. No, you ought to step out in faith and break all the way forward and say, God, whatever you have for me, I'm ready to jump into it full force. Zara came out first but Ferris came all the way out I don't want to say I was the first I want to say the one I just did it all the way I don't have to be number one. I just have to be the one that did it hallelujah I don't have to be the first one to say amen I just got to be the one that lived the amen I, I you don't have to be the first one in your family to be saved you just have to be the one in your family that decides to stay saved you don't have to be the first one in your family to have your marriage stay together. You just have to be the one that says we're going to keep this thing together. We're going to get a breakthrough. Uh, amen. I want to tell you, you may not have been the only one uh, that broke through those generational things, uh, but you don't have to be the, the last one. You can keep on breaking forth. Uh, you can be the one that not only gets out of it yourself, but you pull somebody else out of it. You might be the one that got in church and brought your family to church. You might be the one that broke forth in a new territory. There is, there is a temptation to say I'm going to just get a little bit. But then when I get nervous, I get scared, I pull back. And I know people are like that. I know that God is challenging this church. There are people that you are trying to step out in faith and the devil showed up and whispered in your ear. And you immediately thought, never mind. But let me tell you, you coming out of that womb one way or another, you might as well come out breaking forth. You might, you might as well come out and come all the way out. You might as well make the decision, I'm going to live it, I'm going to be it, I'm going to do it, I'm just...
I got to come out one way or another. If I'm going to struggle, if I'm going to break, I might as well break forward. If I'm going to struggle, I might as well struggle and get forward. I might as well struggle and get somewhere in my life. Let me help somebody. Amen. You're going to struggle no matter what because life is a womb and you will be birthed. You can't stay in there. Marriage is hard, but divorce is hard too. You got to choose which hard you're going to go for. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know about starting that business because what if it goes under? What if they fire you from your job? Choose your difficulty level. If God's speaking to you to move forward, move forward in faith because you're going to struggle either way. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You think the devil's going to leave you alone? you got another thing coming. Huh? He's not going to, oh, well, he'll just leave you alone if you leave him alone. No, there's going to come a moment where as soon as you left him alone long enough, he's going to remind you who's still in charge and who's still boss. So you might as well say, devil, if you're going to fight me anyways, I'm going to put a sword in my hand and I'm going to break forth. If I've got to struggle, if I've got to be challenged, I'm going to be challenged doing something for God. Listen, if you're going to die anyways, die on the battlefield. If we're going down, if the ship is going down, we're going to go down rowing the boat. If the ship's going under, I'm going under walking on water. If, if life's collapsing underneath me, I'm going to let it collapse underneath me with my hands in the air saying, praise God, I'm coming into a new dimension. I'm breaking forward. I'm breaching forward. He broke forward despite the odds that were against him. Man, it's, it's one thing to get a baby to turn, to be ready for birth. He pushed his twin brother out the way. I don't even know how that's physically possible. But it happened. The blessing of breaking forth, the Bible says, was upon him. Your actions can create blessings that hang over your life forever. This is why when you make the wrong decisions, amen, you gotta, you gotta come to the altar, you gotta pray, and you gotta, this is why some people are struggling with condemnation, because it seems like it's hanging over them forever. If I have to have something hang over my life, amen, I might as well have something good hanging over my life. He died trying, hallelujah. He died giving it his all. He died, amen, giving everything he could. Amen, I want to tell you, amen, he had this hanging over him, but it was a good thing. This blessing was upon him. Amen, I want to tell you, he was not letting his family history give him any excuse. He was going to break forward. He was not going to let how comfortable he was, amen, stop him from moving forward. He moved forward. Amen, he understood, amen, this is going to break me. This is going to cause trouble. This is going to hurt and cause pain. Amen. But no matter what, it's going to hurt and cause pain. So if I'm going to be broken, I might as well be broken going forward. Let me preach to somebody where you are living. Amen. The Bible says, sing, O barren, uh, that did not bear. He said, break forth into singing. Cry aloud. Amen. You don't have it all going on in your life. But God said, while you're in that position, amen, while you're crying, while you're struggling, he said, why don't you get a little break forth blessing on your life and say, God, it wasn't happening yet, but we were worshiping while we were waiting. 
We were shouting while we were waiting. We got a break forth blessing that said, God, it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but we will not stay here. We will break forth. Somebody out lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. In fact, let's stand across this house. Come on, let's lift up our voice and let's magnify the Lord. Come on. Come on, church. God has been birthing something in us. Hallelujah. Don't pull back now. Don't pull back now. Stand on both feet and say, devil, I'm coming all the way out. Devil, what God said is settled in heaven. If God said it, I believe it. That settles it. I made it up in my mind. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Church, we're not just going to hit the wall any longer. We're not even just going to break through the wall any longer. But we're about to walk through an open door that no man can shut. Can I preach to somebody? We're about to break through forth. We're about to break forth. We're about to break forth. We've already been taking territory, but we're about to take new territory. We've already seen miracles, but we're about to see new miracles. We've already been blessed, but we're about to see more blessings. We've already been favored, but we're about to see more favor. I wish somebody would shout and dance. Come on, push. Push not till you get through. Push, push it till you're all the way out. Push it till your family's out. Push it till your marriage is out. Push it till your finances are out. Push. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Come on. Come on, somebody ought to magnify the Lord. Break forth. Break forth. Let it be said over ARC, we broke forth. We broke forth. We broke forth. Let it hang over the church. You go to that church. You're not just going to get a breakthrough. There's things going to break forth in your life. You're going to break forth on the left hand and on the right hand. You might as well prepare for it and extend your cords. Lengthen your cords and get prepared for what God's going to do. I feel the Holy Ghost. You can break, you can break two. Get to the wall and I just knock and hope it opens. You can break through. Put your hand out, wave, hello everybody. Look at me, I'm doing all right. Or you can make it up in your mind, I'm coming all the way out. My family's coming out. My church is coming out. My neighborhood's coming out. All of it. Is anybody sick and tired of the same old, same old struggle? You tired of always having the same challenges? I really do believe you can get past it and never go back. Bro, I did nine months' time. In my mother's womb, I did nine months on the inside. I did my time. I hadn't gone back yet. I know that's, that's funny. But in the spirit, God is saying, come out.
come out. Well, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know what 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 happened. What do people think about me? What, well, what? So you try to you try to just come back and into the same old, the comfortable. But you'll stop growing if you stay there. You know what I felt from the Holy Ghost for the last several months? Amen. I felt it when this evangelist was preaching to us. Amen. There was one word that I felt the entire time. Amen. It was the word push. Push. Amen. I felt the evangelist pushing us. Do I get any moms in the house of the Lord that you remember when you were given birth? What they say? Contraction came, uh, trouble came, pain came. But what would what the doctor say? Push, push. Why? Because you're about to birth something. Church, we're about to birth something. We need a push. It's not time to pull back. It's time to push forward. It's not time to retreat. It's time to go to war. It's not time to hold back. It's time to push back the darkness. I feel the Holy Ghost over this house. There's some folks that right on the brink of this is a whole new world you've never seen. If you will push past your comfort and get up out the womb spiritually, you're about to see things you never saw. You're about to get new experiences you never had. You're about to grow. Church, we're fixing to grow. We're fixing to grow. And it's coming because we're pushing. We're pushing. When Zion travailed and broke forth. Now let me help somebody understand why it's important that you break forth and not just break through and pull back. The Bible declares, amen, in the book of Nehemiah chapter 11 verse 6, that all the sons of Pharez who lived in Jerusalem were 468 valiant men. Pretty good for a dysfunctional guy. <laughs> That's a pretty good-sized church, right? <laughs> Praise God. 468 valiant men for a kid who didn't know who his dad or his grandpa was. I don't read about Zara anymore disappears. I want to tell you, you have a decision. Amen. When it comes to life, when it comes to revival, are you going to be memorable or are we going to forget about you? Are you going to be part that says we're going to push, we're going to break through, we're going to break forth? Are you going to be somebody that says, well, I'll pull back until it's more convenient. I'll wait until I feel it a little more. I'll wait until another service. Can I preach to somebody that what happens when you break forth, there's 468 people coming after you. This is why, mom and dad, it's important that you break through every service because you got kids coming after you that are going to break forth. You want to know why I preach so crazy? Because one day we're going to have some crazy kids running around, and I want to make sure they're saved. So let's have church. Let's have revival. Let's, let's break forth. Let's break forth so the next generation doesn't have to worry about it. Let's break forth so they can exist. Let's break forth so we can see the promise. 
And if it wasn't enough, if it wasn't enough, that 468 valiant men, the Bible doesn't just call anybody valiant. You had to be pretty beast to be called valiant. David slaying giants. People are killing people with spears. They're cool. Hey Amen. They're breaking down walls and pillars. You got to be pretty cool, dude, to be valiant. There's 468. I want to tell you, you're not just about to produce something weak. You're about to produce something strong. This is why you have to face hell all the time. This is why some folks are always fighting. It's not just about you. It's about what's coming after you. I wish somebody would hear me in the Holy Ghost. I'm not just preaching a cute sermon. I'm preaching the, to the soul, to the bones of Apostolic Revival Center. The hell has been fighting us for years, for decades even. I'll tell you why. Because what is coming from this church, hell is not even ready. We're going to send preachers and missionaries and evangelists. We're about to baptize them. And let me help you really understand. What if, what if there's what it said, no, I'm just going to stay in here. I'm just going to die in here. Matthew chapter 1, you look through the dysfunctional lineage of Jesus, and you'll see a cool name there. Nazara, who got a breakthrough on Sunday and went back to the way they were on Monday. Not the firstborn that had all the promise and potential, even had a scarlet thread that said this one's going to be something. Oh, no. It was Ferris who said, get out of my way. It was, it was Ferris that said, get out of my way. I've got to get out of this place. I'm tired of being in here. It's too small where I am. God's got more for me. 468 valiant great-great-grandchildren later and a man that we worship, God in flesh, named Jesus Christ. Preacher. Just leave me alone. I ain't going to leave you alone because Jesus is about to come through you. I'm not talking about, amen, a literal Jesus coming through you. I'm talking about what God's going to do in your life will transform the region. This is why Paul said, I travail, birth term, till Christ be formed in you. He said, I'm breaking forth. I'm pushing until Jesus comes out of you. I'm pushing until you start living like a Christian. I'm pushing until you start forgiving people that have wronged you. I'm pushing that you might be merciful so that you might obtain mercy. I'm pushing so that you might be a worshiper. I'm pushing. Church. You want to know why we got to push? Because I refuse to leave you where you are. Maybe I'm just a little wild, but I looked up at that choir on, on Wednesday night, Friday night, whatever. Beautiful 50,000 square foot building. But the building is awesome. It didn't excite me, though. I mean, it did. Don't get me wrong. But I looked up at that choir. I turned to my father. I said, I taught that one Bible studies. And then they brought that one. And then they brought that one. And then they brought that one. And then... 
and I looked around at people. That one was addicted to meth, but now they're singing. That one right there was a drug addict, but my God, my God, they, they're raising their kids in the house of God. That one, that couple was on the brink of divorce, but when we brought them to church, oh my goodness, God put them together, and now they're exemplary. I looked and said, that right there's a secretary, but that woman was in drug charges, in prison on meth, stabbed a woman in the head, but let me tell you what happened when Jesus was formed in her, a church that did not stay where they were, that pushed, God came forth. If you break forth, revival breaks forth. If you break forth, Jesus breaks forth. If you break forth, a warring army breaks forth. I want us to lift up our hands. Come on. The devil wants to keep you where you are so you don't break forth. He's okay with a little bit on Sunday. Go back on Monday. But I came to preach to you. If you break forth, there's warrior coming out of you. If you break forth, there's revival coming out of you. If you break forth, Jesus is going to show himself strong through you. I would open up this altar. Would you come to the front and say, God, I don't just want to break through. I want to get beyond this. I don't want to go back to this because what God has for my future is greater than my struggle in my present. Come on. Push in the Holy Ghost. Push in the Holy Ghost. When you come down to this altar, start pushing. Start pushing. Start pushing. Start pushing. Start pushing. Start pushing. I'm a breakthrough. Come on. If your neighbor don't want it, push them out of the way and say, get out my way. You want to break through and pull back? Get out my way. I'm breaking forward. I'm breaking forward. I'm breaking forward. My family's breaking forward. My marriage is breaking past this. Come on. My ministry's breaking forward. It's going to go beyond what it ever was. I'm about to explode forward. It's about to propel me forward. I'm about to go into a new dimension, into a new territory. And I'm going to go to places I never thought possible in the Holy Ghost as I break forward. Come on. That's it. That's it. Push till Christ be formed. Push until Christ be formed. Push until Jesus comes out of you. Push till holiness comes out of you. Push till praise comes out of you. Push till righteousness comes out of you. Push. Come on. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is settling in this house. The Holy Ghost is pushing in this house. Come on. Come on. Ferris, you came out of Judah. You might as well give God a Judah praise. You might as well give God a great praise. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Push through it. No matter what Push the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Push through it. Break far from it. Break far from it. 
matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. somebody why does it matter that I push to break for it why does it matter if well I'll just let somebody else do it okay Zora all right in every church you got at least a couple of them I don't think we have very many Zoras in the house of the Lord we got more Ferris that are breaking for it Then I decided, never mind, I'll let somebody else do it. I'm going to tell you, there's a destiny connected to whether or not you break forth. Jesus could have very well came from the lineage of Zora. Zora really could have produced 468 valiant men. But he decided, no, nah, I decided not to do that. I'm going to let somebody else do it. What happens when you let everybody else push? What happens when you let everybody else pray? What happens when you let everybody else worship? What happens when you let everybody else give? You give up your blessing. But 
what happens when you're fair as and you got a breach in your spirit you got a break forth in your spirit you say I'm coming out whether anybody follows me I'm coming out whether my family comes with me but I got good news for you once fair as came out Zara couldn't stay in can I preach to you when you and I push? Amen. Everybody's got to come out with us because that season's done. Church, why are we pushing? Because this season's coming to a close and we're bringing everybody with us. You can hear me in the Holy Ghost. You got to push. You got to press. You got to break forth so you can get out. But I want to help you understand what happens when you break forth. Now I'm going to preach. Silas and Paul in the prison jail. You already know. Well, we'll just hang out in the prison. Wait for our three square meals a day. Let people come visit us and pity us and give us a little help because we... We just, we're in struggle mode, and we ain't never going to come out. Can you, can you help me another, help give me a little more encouragement for the week, because I don't know if I'll make it again. It's just us two in the jail cell all by ourselves, and I know we're preachers, but, you know, we're just struggling. And I, I know we're supposed to have the Holy Ghost, but, you know, we're depressed and anxious, and I know we're supposed to be called for more, but we're living for less. And, and you know, well, let's just hang out in the prison with shackles, and, amen, let's live lower than we ought to, and let's just stay here for the rest of our existence with rats chewing at our feet. I don't know about you, but I didn't read that in the Bible. I'm glad that's not in the Bible because this would be this shirt would be a sorry, sorry, sorry thing to come into. Well, you, you got free for a week, but you got to stay there because, you know, it's never going to get any better. Just stay in prison after. Oh, yeah, you're going to get a little meal on Sunday, but you're going to be hungry in a couple hours and we'll bring you another piece of bread, stale bread. Imagine if living for God was just prison. Oh, God, help us if that's what it feels like. No, Paul and Silas said, you know what? I feel a, I feel a Ferez coming on. I feel a Judah, Ferez. Come on, a Ferez, son of Judah, praise coming on. And I don't think Paul probably hit the right notes, but he starts saying, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all. That's within me. And Silas started tapping his foot and clapping his hands where the chain started rattling off beat. Amen. But I want to tell you what happened while they sang praises unto God. They made the decision we're going to break forth. They can hold us in the physical, but they'll never hold us in the supernatural. They'll never hold us on the inside. Devil, you can't have my mind. You can't have my heart. You can't have my emotions. Devil. And they started praying in God they were still in jail they were still struggling but they started breaking forth and the Bible says that because they were willing to break forth God started breaking into the prison cell and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God and the ground began to shake and the chains began to fall off I know this is our, we love this. It's our favorite candy stick. But there's a reason we say it. Because Paul and Silas weren't the only ones that got free, Sister Tiffany. 
everybody's prison doors came open. Don't be a Zara that says, well, not for me, not today. Be like a Ferris that says, I'm coming out and I'm bringing everybody else out with me. You ought to give God praise right now and give God a shout of victory. I'm coming out, but everybody else is coming out with me. My family's coming out. My kids are coming out. My, my spouse is coming out. Come on. There's a reason you praise God in this house. So you can take the Holy Ghost back home with you. Back to your neighborhood. Back to your dysfunction. And say, God, if you did it for Ferris, you can do it for my family. God, if you did it for Paul and Silas, you can do it for me. God, if you brought Lazarus forth, you can bring my family forth. God, if you did it for a woman with the issue of blood, you can do it for everybody coming after her. Somebody ought to lift up their hands and magnify the Lord. Come on. Somebody ought to magnify the Lord. When you break forth, they break forth. When you break forth, other people break forth. When you break out in praise, other people break out in praise. When you shout, other people shout. When you get delivered, other people get delivered. When you lay the cigarettes down, other people lay the cigarettes down. Somebody break forth.